0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on no, butt. no, 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 no. Oh, you are. No, such a no, no, no. no, no. You, you defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is the Jobber Knocker Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside for the right is a man that also has a bank account with his mother, JC.
0: Scissor me Nestlemania.
1: Oh. Nope, that ah. way. Ah. Everybody Uh, loves the acclaimed and everybody loves the jobber knocker Yep, is what it is. So we got a lot to talk about here, folks. We've got a huge weekend of wrestling to get through. No better way to start. I believe we're going to start definitely with, with the Clash.
0: Yeah, we have to start with Clash of the Castle. We're going to get to All Out. We're going to get to MJF. We're going to get to The Acclaimed. We're going to get to Punk. We're going to collide some worlds. We're going to fucking roar. We're going to do all that shit. We're going to talk about the greatest champion in NXT S3. We're going to get to all that. But we're going to start with Clash of the Castle because that was a phenomenal show. Our boy Danny with one N was there with his son, Leo. Um, and Nestlemania, right off the top, you knew the crowd was going to give us a great night. They absolutely loved Bailey. It was like 2015 all over again. Hey! Hey Bailey ooh ah all the all the good Bailey stuff they did all the good Bailey stuff this match I didn't really give a shit about six woman tag whatever but it did the purpose of what I said I had to do Bailey Pin and Bianca.
1: yeah look I mean I'm not a huge fan of this entire thing I I like that damage control has a new uh, feeling, a theme song, a look if you will uh, but it, it was a good job the heels won and then we just gotta have to move on because six people anyway I just I'm allergic to it.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's probably the reason why you put it first, because it's obviously a bunch of women that are over. The match had no stakes, but it was a good way to just kick off the show. But uh, we can move on from that and go to match number two, which, uh, you know, this is a match of the year candidate. But before we even get there, um, Mr. Ludwig Kaiser wanted us to acknowledge Giovanni Vinci Imperium has been reunited uh, as we love it. And the thing that I love about it even more is all three of these guys kept their names and wanted to keep their names because I like all their new names better. So this was great. It was a cool thing of them coming down the ramp and reuniting. Then obviously you get, uh, uh, Sheamus and his brutes. Uh, and yeah, nestlemania N- N- I was watching this match live and all I could think of the whole time was like, Nessel is going to cream his jeans for this match because from the freaking bell, it was so hard-hitting.
1: I love this for so many different reasons. I mean, first off, I was already hyped. And then, of course, they throw out the Vinci thing, which I wasn't expecting. So, immediately, I was like, this is fun. Because now we got it. I mean, as much as I don't like six-person anything... I was like, okay, factions. I'm okay with faction. This is great. Imperium was great. Let's do this. And then we get to the match and it's fucking hamburger meat. Just fucking hamburger meat. I love it. I couldn't guys, I could not explain this more to you. Every once in a while, you just need somebody to beat the shit out of each other. You know what I mean? And Sheamus was letting him beat him up. Like Sheamus took a lot of punishment and we don't necessarily they hammered home In the commentary specifically, like, when was the last time you've seen Sheamus beating up like this? Never. You know, like, whatever. But that, beside the fact, that was European wrestling. Like, that was strong, just beating the tar out of each other kind of stuff. And then, here's the best part, was that it just, it kept fucking going. Like, I just didn't, I I expected it to be maybe eight minutes or something like that. I think it was, like, 16 minutes or something ridiculous like that. And it was so good. And watching watching Sheamus as a babyface, like, there's something about it where you're like, either Gunther's really good at his job, Gunther is really good at his job, which I think he is, but there's yes. something about Sheamus that is just, you don't have to say likable, just he's respectable. He's just, yes. there's something about him that you just go, you know what, fucking Jesus Christ, let's give it up for the guy, you know what I mean? Like, dad, when I when I watched that, I went, and when he got his standing O, even though he lost, which we figured was going to happen anyway, yeah. just seeing the crowd's participation with him throughout the entire match with the boo and the yaz and the, you know, all that stuff. They did a fantastic job. And I think a lot of us would say they had no business being that good. No business being that good. But it it was amazing. And if it's not in the knocker, Conversation at the end of the year for best match of the year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm putting it right down. I don't think I can find anything else better than this. I really don't no, think so I'm gonna. Find. I,
0: I literally wrote the match in for match of the year before it ended. That's how good it was. Like <laughs> I just knew, I'm like, I'm like, they can't fuck up this ending because of the way this is. But no, these guys are a perfect fit. When you're looking at like down the roster, like, and you're thinking of people for that, like, we wanted to see Gunther face like the minute he got called up. This was on the list because you know they beat the fuck beat the living fuck out of each other, man. And it was a blast. It was a literal blast. These two didn't stop. We know these guys have great ta- gas tanks. They have great move sets. And yeah, Sheamus getting his moment from the crowd was awesome because it's kind of like a homecoming for him. I mean, we know Sheamus, gonna pro- Sheamus is probably still going to be doing this for a little while longer, but it's one of those things. He's now at that point in his career where like you just really appreciate how good he is and for moments like this.
1: So we have a lot of people in the chat here. want to give a special shout out to our boy Aaron O saying, the slap heard from the other side of the world. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. What's like a, wrong? <laughs> yeah, All of them just gunshot victim. Boom. You know, like it's crazy. Uh, but then again, I got to, I got to, I got to, we got a beef in the, in the chat. So I have to say this really quickly. How many picks did Nestle worse than Meltzer Mania get wrong? Well, a lot, but the narrative here is that JC standing on top of the board. However, acknowledge me. However, but before the tribal cuck sits there and tells you everything about himself, I'm going to tell you what I'm sneakily doing folks. I was at the bottom of the pack. This one launched me. Yeah, Launch Vanessa, me. I cleared everyone by place. like five picks. Fourth pa- Dude, fourth place, mid-season. Dude, by the end, by WrestleMania season, I'm coming for your ass. I'm coming, coming for your close. ass.
0: I-, I had a feeling that, especially, I think I went like five for six at Clash. And then I like, for some reason, I've said this before, I nail AEW predictions and I do way worse than the WWE ones. But now that I think since Triple H is taking over, I feel like I get it a little more because you don't have the random Vince bullshit. So I might just run away with this shit. Seamus gunther match made
1: Nestle's head swell up so much it fit those headphones. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I thought you loved me. I think I've been betrayed by my own family. All right, moving on. Uh, look, there's a lot to talk about. Let's keep moving on to, to Castle. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, we uh, the next match, obviously, these two women were put in a very tough spot following what was the best part of the show. But Liv and Shayna, I thought, Told a really nice story. They got way more time than I expected. Um, they kind of like laid like extra groundwork, obviously, with the working of the body parts, which is a you know, it's a staple of every Shayna match. That's why sometimes they're boring. But I thought they told a good story. They made a point to say that Liv had been training with Riddle, trying to get a little more. So we kind of saw her attempt to do things that she's never really done before, which I think added to it. And, you know, like I told you, the second we came on the show and everyone buried her about the Rousey thing, I'm like, she's gonna fucking pin your girl Shayna clean as a fucking sheet. And she did. So you know what is WWE's way of saying, yeah, we know what we did with Ronda, but that's Ronda fucking Rousey. In terms of this, we're committed to live as our champion right now, and we're going to make her look great. And she beat uh, the second best MMA person clean as a fucking sheet nestle. The second best? There's got to be somebody that does
1: MMA better than her. Huh? Not in WWE. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just... Tell me, it's Sonya. Yeah. Well, oh. right. well yeah. Uh, I, I just... I, there's something... I don't care about this match. I don't care. I... I I, I I want her to do well, great. But Shayna Baszler is just like, is it irreputable damage? No. Because we always know the Mark Henry factor, right? You could be sexual chocolate and still be the world's strongest man and, and then fucking House of Pain or whatever, you know, Hall of Fame pain like 10 years later. So there's nobody that can never be buried so much that they can't come back from, from it. It's just, Shayna will be fine. She's in much better hands now that yeah, Triple H is in charge. Of course. Like, H H under H. Vince, this match never would have happened. No. So. No, and I think that's the issue is like, I feel like she needs to win a championship soon just so we can get rid of all that nonsense. That, that It's so
0: hard, though, man, because she isn't there yet. Like, I she's think never those been those,
1: there. She's I know, never, but been I'm,
0: I'm more intrigued for her Like when Ronda eventually gets that title. I think that's why they just did this now because obviously it makes sense with the Ronda thing because we're going to be going back to that soon. And I think uh, Miss Shovel might be coming back, too, to throw some more dirt on the pile, which will be entertaining. Oh, um, but, boy. Yeah, but I don't know. I just this match is an impossible spot. It was a match that you knew wasn't going to be match of the night. Probably wasn't going to be top of it, but I thought that his woman told a good coherent story. It made sense. And I, boy, Dom said it perfectly on Twitter. He's just like, there's, like, not many people just understand how to be a babyface. Everything Liv Doves is babyface because I think a lot of it's just natural for her. And I think when they parade her around to all these different events and you see all these clips, how fucking likable she is, man. They know they're not... It's one of those things that's like, we're not going to end this soon. It's, gonna, it's She's not going to hold until WrestleMania. Hell, she probably won't even hold until the end of the year. But it's one of those things where it's like, we're not just going to make this a checkmark. We're going to give her some time to breathe because it's so hard to have babyfaces that people actually like. I would say this much. I would... I, I, I am steadfast on this. I think that baby faces
1: should not have championships for more than six months. and yeah, I, most
0: don't. Unless if you're like Bianca and you're Yeah, dominant.
1: and it's just like, I get that, that you're dominant. And that should only happen every once in a great while. But Liv, if she has it longer than six months, I'd be shocked. I think October, November...
0: Let's, you're also you're also a little bit of a hipster too. You don't like any baby store. i where are <laughs> my Where's my latte?
1: I don't drink coffee and I don't have any type of cool dreadlocks or anything cool right here. You're wearing cool
0: a suit with jacket with a t-shirt. You have fucking a bunch of space between your headphones. That's you because have I have room. Hair. It's comfy. You're, look, I can yeah. do
1: this. Ah, now I look like I've squeezed my head. Okay, <laughs> it hurts. All right, there, there. Okay, Whoa. that was for that was basically for everybody at home watching. But Jesus, that freaking hurt, man. Anyway, let's move on.
0: Speaking of squeezing heads, uh, we got what we wanted in Nestlemania. We got Emo Dom, baby! The turn finally happened. Not in the way maybe we thought because Edge and uh, Mysterio picked up the win, but they did a nice job with this story where... We know like last week, Ray picked Edge to be his partner over Dom. Dom was clearly hurt. He's clearly bothered by Edge. And then the only reason they won the match is because Dom tripped. It was, I think it was Finn, which allowed uh, Edge and Ray to do their thing and get the win. But after the match, Ray was just hugging Edge, raising Edge's hand. Dom's trying to get in there and he's ignoring him. So they did a great job of laying this and giving us a reason why Dom finally turned. So I loved it. He kicked Edge in the nuts. He fucking took out uh, Daddy. And uh, here we go. He's with Rhea, baby. She made him a man. Gee, he lost his shoe. He
1: kicked him so hard he lost his shoe. Yeah, I it's great. I I did I did jump out of my uh, my seat when I saw that, and I was just like, of course WWE like they don't let you get what you want, but they give you what you want even though you didn't know it like backwards in a way. And it, it's just so hard to kind of be like, I kind of wanted you know Judgment Day to win because I feel like Judgment Day's been kind of eh for so that long. That jiff
0: though, they won with that. Yeah, gif the of the, all them Yeah, laughing. them them
1: laughing was great. <laughs> It's just like, just 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 Finn Balor laughing for some reason it just seems bizarre to me, so I'm oh, all in on it. Oh, so it's good. It's great. It's just, I just, I'm hoping that there's more to it going forward, and we'll talk about more uh, later on in the Shine and the Heat, I'm sure, about certain things. But yeah, it's exciting to see that happened. Uh, I didn't, I, it's hard for me, for Edge, like, Edge can be goofy, like he comes out with the stupid Lucha mask, but he's supposed to be upset good. about the Judgment Day, so it's just like, I know we're in, you know, we're in overseas, and people just like to have fun and stuff, but. I think based on the character, I would have wanted to see him be a little bit more grittier since he. Yeah, know, I
0: free. I think the hard part with Edge now, though, and I think you saw it with the crowd. Them th- seeing the song is fucking awesome because I see his song every time he comes out, so it was great to see a whole arena do it. And you could tell Edge feeds off energy more than anyone, but it's just like we pretty much had the leak where he told the crowd after the uh, Canada show, being like, "I'm I'm done. A year from now, I'm done." Done next year SummerSlam, it sounds like. So as a babyface, which he's clearly going to be the rest of the time, I kind of like that we know that we have an end date because it feels like a true retirement t- uh, tour. So every time he hits something like this, like a show in the UK, this is probably Edge's last time in front of the UK audience. So it just makes everything cooler. It makes Edge feel like more of a big attraction um, on his own. So I just think like the energy of like one of the greatest entrances ever, like we're going to get a lot of these moments with him, which I think is just cool because I think that does elevate everything everything around him because it really sets the tone a really good tone moving on i believe the next thing is it is it riddle rollins and riddle probably okay. i think we can agree the second best match of the night absolutely uh, not
1: his- absolutely not really I, you didn't I, like this I, match. I hated this match wow hated it. Tell me why. Because I it.
0: thought
1: it was fun. Okay, no, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I love the entrances. I love the the SpongeBob-looking outfit for uh, Riddle. And then we had, you know, the fucking Elton John coming out. I love that shit, right? Then Super we get, hot fire. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Literally. Like, <laughs> literally. Uh, but here's the thing that I, I mean, I focus more on little things here. Miscommunications were happening. Sloppy things were happening here. It took me out of it because there were a lot of, like, people grunting up, not working with each other. I know that they were working with each other. It just seemed like there was a moment... In which it just didn't cohesively come through for me. And I'd stop. Because that's the thing. When I see something like that, I go, "Ah, oh, crap. Like, it started to falter for me. Like, there was, the ending was, was good because there was a story for the ending. So it all wrapped up. But in the middle of it, there was too much miscommunication. They were sloppy at points. But again, at the end of the day, Seth Rollins won. Nobody's going to remember it. They're going to continue this feud, as you can see. So my thoughts are basically just, let's have a better match next time. Because it, it, it didn't necessarily, on my opinion, it didn't deliver.
0: That's so all. If you are getting a fight with someone you don't like, do you think it would be this gymnastical, beautiful no, display, no, 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 or do you think no, 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 be a sloppy no, 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 fucking no, shit show?
1: No, 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 no. So here's the thing: you're talking about something completely different. You're talking about fucking gymnastic routines. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for things that are just very specific. That if we went back and watched the match,
0: I could show you where it went wrong. That's all. I, I think people are gonna hate you for this one because I, I don't I like care. This, I like this match and I, I love don't. it, but I feel like, oh man, I don't have to like it. But- Yeah. Well, we know that you don't like anything, but, uh, one thing I think we both can agree on, it was kind of cool the way they presented drew with using his old theme as kind of like a video package as opposed to him coming out with it. I thought it was, that was cool because I, I kind of expected them just to play the old theme and do it. And I was like, I love the old theme too, but it's like one of those things, like, I don't always love when they go back to it like that. So I thought the way they did it, uh, was really good. Um, and when I saw that, I'm like, well, he ain't fucking winning. He's getting the special royal treatment. There's no fucking way. But the thing why this match I thought was really good is because there were so many moments in the match where I was like, oh shit, he might win. Oh my God, he might win. And then the fucking, obviously we had the theory thing come out, which was perfectly done. He comes out and he gets fucking... Cold Cock by Tyson Fury, which was perfect. If that was the only thing Fury did, he probably would have been a big winner of the night. But whatever, we can talk about the other stuff after. But I this just like it had a lot of like specific points. They nailed all of them. They had falsies in the best way possible where I was on the edge of my seat. And then, I mean, it was something that maybe we kind of expected because of the leaks. And when, especially when they said the Usos can't be here and this and that and Zayn's hurt too. It was like, well, if Roman's going to get help from someone and it isn't Heyman, Solo Sokoa. Where is he? Obviously, he's the one. I thought they did it perfectly. I loved Roman, like being like giving him acknowledgement after the match. I thought all of, everything about this, I thought was well done. Yeah, look, I mean, there's
1: that was a Gaga match. I mean, you cannot hate a lot of Gaga. I mean, of course, a lot of good stuff there. I mean, we didn't even talk about carrying Cross sitting, you know, front right, you know, in, in the middle like there. He threw a water
0: bottle at Drew. Ooh, ooh. ooh. oh,
1: that get attention. That's not a disqualification. Uh, whatever, that's fine. They have a ref bump. It is what it is. Uh, of course, other you like I liked when other people use other moves. Like he was using the Roman Reigns stuff, and then like he used mm. the Rock Bottom. Like they were using, incorporating other things. I love that kind of stuff. Sometimes when you have a long match like that, you need to get back into that arsenal of other people's stuff, and I love it. Uh, the one thing I would have stopped at was he lost. Like he acknowledged, you know, solo, it's copyright. Let's get done. Then we had fucking they just the giant coming out and singing afterwards. And I was just like, that would have been great for the crowd. Let's leave it. But the fact that they left, it what? In, I
0: mean, eh. drew literally seemed like he had no idea they were still in there. Right. I think he assumed, I think that's why I was like, Oh, fuck it. Cause I don't think he would have done that if he knew, but honestly, I don't mind it. Cause the beauty of them being on, like a peacock is that these things that you never get to see on pay-per-view cause they wrap it up. They kind of just let it like linger a little bit. Um, so I don't, th- I think it's one of those things. It's like the pay-per-view ended when Roman Reigns left, right. and that was just like, we got a behind the scenes look. Yeah. Cause they know that shit gets put on social media anyways. So why not do it with the fucking peacock? Logo I just, it, this I is,
1: I think, and again, this is just me splitting hairs, but it's just something about this guy having so much buildup and momentum and like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And then being like, well, it's okay. I'm in my home state of, you know, my home, whatever country. And, uh, I got a guy singing to me and uh, all this, like, it just, it's just, it's too much. It's too much for me. like, I shut it off because I was like this unless somebody's gonna do something cool, then it didn't. And it just
0: No, that's why I left it on just like I was waiting for like Fury to cold cock him because they used to go back and forth if they're gonna fight, but obviously we know like they're good friends or whatever yeah. and Fury's a big WWE guy, but he's he's trying to have another boxing match coming up, so he ain't there yet. But no, you know, it was again, I didn't love it, but you know, overall I thought the show was an A plus show. Your boy Bertsky saying, Drew looking
1: across saying, You wanna go, I'll shove that hourglass up your hours. Uh popped him pretty good. So look, yeah, I mean you know, I I think Drew McIntyre did a great job in that matchup. I think Roman Reigns I'm getting I'm getting fatigued by like how much longer Nestle Roman doesn't Reigns.
0: like Drew and Nestle doesn't like cross, so he's not giving anyone credit here. I, I no, so
1: here's the thing. You also, fuck off because you hate cross too. So I don't hate cross. No, no, no. no. no you I find love, him uninteresting. I, no, 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 You no, find no, him interesting. no,
0: and correct. I love the Cross character. The minute the bell rings, it's like okay. Samoa Joe. so. What's the difference? So you like because the, the character's awesome because you like you like the to be sports entertained. The fiend was kind of like that too. You like the fiend wasn't a good wrestler. The fiend was just an incredible character and could tell good stories. He's a, he was a better storytelling cross. But was the same thing. It's like everything around the fiend I loved, but the minute like you get in the ring, it was just like, yeah, I was mid. Okay. Same thing with Cross. It's less than mid, though. He's a worst wrestler. That's so, anyway, all. it was a good time
1: for everybody at the castle. I'm glad you enjoyed. We should switch gears now. We're already 20 minutes in the program. We should go to All Out, yeah? Oh!
0: And we're going to go a little quicker through this one, but we'll hit on the big ones. Oh, right fuck. off the bat, they give us the ladder match. We have a headline. Uh, a bunch of masked men come out. Uh, Retribution 2.0, as our boy, the Joe Stopper, uh, coined them. Stokely and his crew are all revealed. He's got the whole game together, and they bring out the Joker who literally just hand the poker chip to. Um, immediately, we're all looking at each other. We're like, that's fucking MJF. It looks like I'm got the fucking, like, whatever. And then the minute he left the ring and he did start doing that, it's like, those are MJF mannerisms. So we knew it, but I was excited. Oh, no, I, and I, I agree.
1: Uh, then you, you, we were sitting together, so full disclosure, we were watching all out together. Josh, who the fuck is Josh? JC turns to me and goes... Uh, he goes. This would be great. They gave us something to worry about for Wednesday, and I just started. I just went. Just wait. The night's not over. The night's not over. But Don't you know throw what? Up
0: on I, it. I at least will give it, AEW's getting better because usually they blow it immediately. They at least wait until the end of the show to reveal it, and I thought it kind of worked. They can't but help yeah, themselves. If, no, they would have done saying, it Wednesday. But here, here, here's the difference of why. Because I always use WWE as an example of why they do that. But the reason why they can do that is that. They're not really on pay-per-view anymore where AEW is. So, like, if people are paying fucking 50 to 75 bucks for something, they want everything so they feel like they get their money worth. They gave them 15 matches. Well, no, I know, but that's why I think they feel like they have to do all of it, you know? They had to confirm it was MJF so we could all go after the show and be like, MJF! And then, of course, we had fucking Crybaby ruin it, but whatever, we'll get there. Okay, moving on. What's the next thing? I don't have it in front of me. Speaking of Crybaby, I have Omega and the Bucks winning the trios titles. Who
1: cares? Uh, Six person anything I'm allergic to. It's a fun match. Uh, You know, Kenny Omega's great.
0: The end. Yeah, you said more on it than I care to say about it. So we'll move on. Uh, I didn't write down all the matches, but the next one I have written down is Jade beats Athena, uh, dressed as the She-Hulk. That happened, so that feud's finally over. We had Powerhouse Hobbs absolutely squash Ricky Starks in four minutes. How do you feel about that? I think you have a thought on that, right? Like that you thought. Yeah, I that mean, it hey, I love Starks, but anytime I see this happen to like an underdog babyface, I think it's a good thing. And powerhouse Hobbs, like I think he needs to build up more because Starks will be just fine. Hobbs is a fucking stud and looks like a stud, so this will vault him pretty quickly. I mean, give me him and Wardlow right now, but like Hobbs should be a world title challenger at some point. I I don't know about that. Yeah, he should. I don't he know should. about that. Uh, you, Look you, at him. You don't have a guy that big and dominant not challenged for a world title. We've already seen him and Punk have TBS, a banner, too. TBS championship, no, sure. No, no. Well, he can't fight for a woman's title. That'd be weird. I'm sorry, the, um, the
1: TNT, excuse me.
0: Yeah, well, that's fine. But I'm saying he could definitely be a world title challenger, for sure. He'll i will be a world champion. Not, not, not yet, not yet.
1: You, uh, you glanced over be. your
0: FTR match, by the way, just FYI. Yeah. I mean, I know I actually had that written next. Okay. I see, I, I told you I didn't have the order, but uh, it was cool. They came out with Dax's daughter, got a big hug from Wardlow. After the match, she came out and got to stand on fucking Dweeb face there. So. She got
1: to break the pencil too. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like what, you know, we were saying there, why isn't this a tag match? Because we'd rather see the, the guns versus.
0: Because you know, Tony's yeah. got to book everyone. But I Ever. will say, then the next thing, this was the highlight of the show to me, probably my second favorite thing of the weekend after Gunther Sheamus, and that is scissor me, daddy-o, the acclaimed and swerving our glory, Nestlemania. They were given 22 minutes, as you told us, and those 22 minutes were fucking gold. Daddy ass was over the whole match and great. Bowen selling his knee was telling such a good story. Swerve turned into like a heel immediately and nailed it. Even Keith Lee was giving us little pieces of it so much so that Mia Yim said she wanted to be impregnated immediately on Twitter. Um, But there was was so many moments like that. We had Max lifting Keith Lee, which Cena pointed out on Instagram. Um, It obviously did not end how we wanted it. We all wanted the acclaim, the crowd wanted the acclaim. And uh, the thing, but whatever, I understand they lose, whatever. But the thing that bothered me was them, Keith Lee and Swerve not going all into the heel turn. That would have been really cool. They kind of explained it in their presser, whatever, but it just like What did they say? I didn't see that
1: presser. What did they say? Well,
0: Their presser was actually pretty good because during one of the questions when Tony was asked about the Acclaimed he's talking about, yeah, you know, we have another big show coming up and the Acclaimed are awesome and they probably deserve another shot. And Swerve and Lee kind of looked at him like, what do you mean they deserve another spot? Like, this is like, there's so many teams that could earn it. He's like, we just beat them. We have to beat them again. It was was actually kind of good because it was people and characters being like, are you fucking kidding me? We just beat these motherfuckers. You want to give them another handout because people like them in their hometown. No, fuck that. So it was, it was good. And swerve was really good in this press conference being like, fucking give me my flowers. What the hell? Everyone's talking about them. We're the guys who won. I lost them. So this, everything about this was great. I'm
1: not going to read Joe's comment. If you're watching, you can, you can,
0: Joe wants to make some baby
1: blazing baddies. I'm glad you can say that. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful baby blazing baddies, triple B. And next, uh, the thing that upset me probably the most of the entire match, uh, Tony Storm beats uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and uh,
0: everybody's favorite, Sheeta. Well, back to well, the favorite in this match was Jamie Hayter. The crowd was pissed. Oh, yeah. And the, the big, the big storyline out of this match for me was Britt pulling out the ref when Hayter was clearly going to win. So obviously, they're finally going in the direction of their dissension. But yeah, Tony Storm, when she won, got no reaction. Because no. we all wanted Jamie Hayter. Because here's the thing. I've always liked Tony Storm. But Jamie Hayer like looks and acts like Tony Storm? But she's way better than Tony Storm. She's just like, she's obviously younger in her career and not there yet. But yeah, no, this I thought was pretty eye opening to me because obviously, like, Tony Storm's someone who should always be over, but the even the crowd recognized her, like, look at man, haters, the fucking future. They loved everything Sheeta did. They're always going to pop for Brit a little bit here and there. But yeah, no, it was, and this was another presser that was kind of like where Tony, you could tell, had a little bit of her edge. And he said, well, Thunder apparently said that she's injured. So when she decides that she's no longer injured, she can come back and lose to me. And Tony was just like, mm Hmm. Okay. So, like, those the not like it's great because these other pressers were all really good, and the other one at the end fucking stole everyone's attention because he's an asshole, and we're gonna get there. But like, it's one of those things. Like, I picked Tony Storm because I expect her to win, but man, watching this match it was like she shouldn't be their champion.
1: No, and I think here's the thing: she did great, but not ready to be champion right now. She's been cold off TV. Uh, I'm I'm over Britt Baker. Don't think she's a good wrestler. Good promo, but don't like. She doesn't do enough for me. And in the ring, it's just like, okay, great. Like, you're trying to do the indie moves. She had her
0: time, and now she's... Yeah, let's her, move on. Her and Hater
1: should have a good feud. Here's the thing. I, and I think this would be my argument with Britt Baker. That's great. What else you got? Show me something
0: new. Show me something new with Britt yeah, Baker. Yeah, but it's one forward. of those things. That, so when you have an act that works like that, especially in a division... No, but I'm not that saying... Has, that has no other acts. Fair. Like... You you can't break what doesn't
1: need to be fixed. I I I tend to agree with that, but there's not an excuse for adding things to your arsenal or adding things to your tool belt. That's on Seth Rollins. Can do whatever the hell he wants now. You know what I mean? Like he can. That's an unfair comparison. Well, she uses a curb stomp, so it's not really that fair of a comparison. But whatever. Stop it. It is what it is. All right. What else you got?
0: Uh, next up, we have one of my favorite matches of the night. That is uh, Christian Cage pinning uh, Jungle Boy immediately because, you know, I, I love the way they did this because I was waiting for Luchasaurus to turn on him this entire match but it literally happened in the entrance. Jungle Boy's trying to print him out. Luchasaurus comes up the heel leg, beats the fuck out of him, throws him around, but throws his carcass in the ring for Christian Cage to pin and then Luchasaurus put him on his shoulders and parade him around the ring. I mean, you are with me, so you know how much I love this. I mean, apparently Christian's hurt, so that's probably why they booked it this way but i hope this was a plan all along man because this was so well done and this is how you take something that was already hot and just fucking boom next level they're gonna wrestle eventually it's gonna be great he's gonna put over jungle boy because that's what christian does he's not like your fucking stupid ass champion yeah he's not christian's there he wants to elevate people he wants to have great moments with these kids and he's creating moments man with like a a kid who has such a bright future and luchasaurus with christian is going to be so good
1: I I laughed so hard because we were sitting there talking about, like, oh, 15 matches, we'll say 11 on the card. I just wanted to go to sleep at some point. This woke me up because I was like, oh, okay, like, this is is how you get 15 matches in because you do a 20-second match. And, of course, Christian with the bad arm is perfect because now I think, like, Jungle Boy is going to have to face Luchasaurus first before he gets to Christian. So there's a mountain to climb here, which is even better for Jack. Because if he is one of the pillars, if you look, like we say the four pillars, right? But they go out of their way for those four pillars most of the time. And it's kind of like a carousel. Like, they, they, they donate a lot more energy and time into one of them at a time. This one, they donated a lot of time for Jack Perry in the last couple of weeks. So, And I,
0: I think we agree that he's the one that probably needs the most work at this point. Because MJF and Darby instantly were up here. Sammy kind of worked his way up with Jericho. People hate him, but he worked his way up. But Jungle Boys, yeah. You know what, Joe? Now we're okay with Christian managing a fucking dinosaur because they've done it right. You know, it was a joke before, but like now it's just like. The minute he cut that first promo on Jungle Boy in the turn, like, it just, like, instantly it was different. Flip-flop. It was different. Flip-flop. Yeah. You That's not a flip flop. You're a no. flip-flopper. You are. That's not a flip-flopper. You're a flip-flopper. That's not a flip-flopper. Yeah, you... Because, whole- you know... No, 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 no. The whole reason why I said that is because Christian never fucking wrestled. He's wrestled a ton since this. So much so that he injured himself. But, you know, it just... it's So it's, much no. that he injured himself. He had one match. No, he's had multiple. He's had I, multiple I doubt that. I yeah. doubt it. Well, should we get to your favorite match of the night with your two fucking heroes that you jerk off in the socks about? Jericho and Danielson. This match was the drizzling shits. It shouldn't have been booked. It shouldn't have happened. Fucking Jericho won too. Take this match, throw it in the garbage, and get it out of my motherfucking face. I
1: did not expect this match to even take place, let alone should have taken place. This match didn't need to happen, folks. It was a waste of our time, and I don't care who the best wrestler in the world is. You've got, you got Jericho, who's past his prime. you got Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, figure out whatever. Great, you like to do violence. You've had no character once you've been there. And then you've got a guy that on top of the mountain who's the champion, supposedly, saying he is the best in the world. You've also got Daniel Garcia saying he's the best technical sports entertainer of the world. There's too many things here about being the best, and none of them make any goddamn sense. So this match right here was 22 minutes of absolute, I was going to vomit. And I actually, I
0: think I turned to you guys, just had a conversation because I didn't give a shit about this match. No, you know what you said? You said, man, I really love Daniel Bryan, but I don't think I like Bryan Danielson. I actually
1: did say that. You're right. I did. did. I said that exact verbiage. I I tend to agree with that. Daniel Bryan
0: greater than Bryan Danielson.
1: I'll stick by that.
0: I'll stick by that. So we are going to get to the main event in a moment, but I do want to just quickly mention uh, Malachi Black in another pin, second straight match that he ate the pin for House of Black. He hugged and had a moment with uh, his compadres after the match and like thanked and bowed to the crowd. So um, he clearly, apparently everything uh, that we've seen out there about him is true. He asked for his release, allegedly. Well, he probably won't get it, but he's at least taking some time off. But uh, it's a damn shame because ever since his stuff with Cody ended, they have done nothing but mismanage him.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. Again, six-man tag, who cares? You know, Sting wasn't going to lose. It had
0: the Redeemer! So I cared a little bit.
1: A little but. bit. I mean, Darby Allin's Darby Allin is just kind of there at this point. We know Dom loves Sting. Can't say a bad word about Sting. I mean, Sting the alone. crowd
0: loves Sting. The, the crowd, Every time Sting, like, breeze. it's like,
1: ah! Sting could fart on somebody and they'd chant for it. It's ridiculous. It's true. It is. So your boy Bertzky says here, free, hashtag free black. Look, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I don't think he's going to be as high. Like, yes, he'd be in better
0: hands with Triple H but I don't see him being anywhere higher than he is. Khan ain't letting him go. I think I'll know. I think the difference with the Triple H is he'd at least be like, have coherent stories and like have good matches. Yeah. Whereas AEW barely uses them at all. Like, Yeah, I guess you're right. He cuts cool promos in the back every now and then that were better than the fucking knock, knock, knocking on Alistair's door. I... Okay. Should we move to the main event? Yes, let's get this over with. So this match happened. Uh, I didn't hate the match, actually. I thought it was a pretty sloppy, hard-hitting fight. Uh, Punk bled first. You know, Mox was pissed. Um, And you know, he was doubly pissed when he had to lay down for this fucking geezer. And, yeah, the match, whatever. But, I mean, I think we agree. You see uh, the fucking headline of our show, Oli Weiner. Like, CM Punk, literally, this is what he does. And you've seen all the things circulating of old promos with Triple H and Cena. CM Punk cares about one thing and that's CM Punk and he proved it in that presser when he made everything about him uh, and he just completely made people not talk about the good things that happened on that show or the other things he made him talk about bullshit that doesn't matter and it's one of those things like he's put out all these tweets since he's been in AEW about being like, you need to have your coworkers backs, you know, whatever, why, rah, keep things in house, be professional. This motherfucker goes against everything he says. He's a fucking hypocrite. He's always been a hypocrite. There's a reason why people fucking hate him. We wanted asshole punk back, Nestle. We did get asshole punk back. Real life asshole Phil Brooks. Here he is. This is who he is. This is, this is really hard for me because I have been a CM
1: Punk fan for a very, very long time. So much that it, he, he affected me in a positive way, and I'll always remember that. And I've been a CM Punk guy through and through, no matter what, through all the good and the bad. But I told you as we were watching that match already, I, the ship has sailed. I'm off, I'm off the boat. Don't care. I think what he did in, you know, in the presser left a terrible taste in a lot of people's mouth. And here's what I'm going to say to Phil Brooks slash CM Punk. You're mad at, a, you're mad at it A, Hangman Adam Page for essentially dropping a pipe bomb on live TV, which was your bread and butter, right? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, be a fucking grown-up. Again, you've already, con- you know, commented on the, the text or the, the tweets that he said about being a professional, all this stuff. He brings up, you know, somebody brought up or whatever, it's you know, Colt Cabana, that whole thing. He should have left it alone. He should have left it alone. And I, I, I was sitting there thinking, the fact that you made fun of the fact that the guy had a bank account, with, bank account with his mother, who cares? That was erroneous information, and you're shitting on somebody. You know what they say? And this is to Phil Brooks, not, not CM Punk. Phil Brooks, the person, you suck. You absolutely let me down as a fan. You let me down every single level, Phil Brooks. I am disappointed in you. You're a piece of garbage. You should leave the wrestling business, and I am officially done with you. Get the fuck off my TV. Need a tissue? No, it's okay. I've got other people to cheer for. <laughs> no, he's stuck.
0: He does stink. And it's I, just I'm, one I'm of done. Those... And he's
1: not even the best in the world anymore, folks. No, he's not. He's and it's
0: just like, I cannot, I fuck, I, they won't do it. Because he won't let it happen. Because he already said, he's like, when they asked about MJF CM Punk, CM Punk interrupted Tony Khan and was like, you keep making me work with fucking pricks. These spoiled little brats. It's like, dude, these motherfuckers are the future of the business. Yeah, they, of course him and Man have egos. Because they're really fucking good. You know who else acted like that when they were fucking young? You, you fucking hypocrite. And you were probably worse than them. You were way worse than them. Like, yeah, sure, Hayman might seem like a little whatever, but for the most part, we see he's a fucking laid-back, likable guy. MJF, we know he's an asshole. He's supposed to be an asshole. The reason why we love him is because MJF acts on like TV. That's how he acts in real life, too. He's a fucking prick. So, yeah, you better work with a motherfucker, because you're talking about making AEW this great company or whatever. You know how you do that? You invest in the future. You invest in the future of that company, and that is MJF. That is Man Page. That is these guys. And then you go and you just start shitting on fucking and the Young Bucks and Omega, whatever, and there's all this bullshit about a fight. It's like, grow the fuck up, CM Punk. You are like literally like, you are the most immature person in that fucking company.
1: You really are. All I thought about when I, and again, I guarantee you that the the fighting and the biting didn't happen. And I'm sure that's erroneous comments that just like add to the spice of this entire thing. First off, if this is a work, great job. But 100 but if it's not, (laughs) if it's not a fucking work, like, you know, like even here's the thing, even if it's a fucking work, I still don't want him on my TV anymore.
0: There's no way this fight happened the way they described it. No, of course it. Not. What probably happened is after the presser, the young you bucks, go? they went to kick him out and they were probably just like having a little, oh, and it was all tough talk, whatever. And fucking maybe like they were just like, oh, and they were like, hold me back, hold me back. But like the minute you get it out, it's like, how do we make this so it has like legs? Yeah. Oh, we're going to have fucking the guy who just showed up throw a chair and knock someone out. We're going to have fucking pillow hands punk fucking throwing his little shitty punches that you always talk about. <laughs> whatever. It's just like, come on we're going to be like, oh, Ace Steel bit Kenny Omega? Give me yeah. a break. Okay. Yeah. Give me a I break. I believe that. The one so. thing that
1: made me laugh about this entire thing was if it's somehow just so stupid where it gets to the Elite Trios match versus CM Punk and FTR, I'm just going to sit there and be like, I mean, that's a good match. It's a good match. <laughs> but What the, like in my head, all I could think about was Dex and, and, and Cash probably don't give a shit like they're just probably like whatever let me
0: do my job. They, they are one of the few people though I've defended Punk, but I think it's cuz Punk has been so good to them. Oh yeah. Cuz I think we kind of like we see it with Punk like there are moments you. where like, yeah, it's one of those things. He's kind of like, you know, so it's like I think he genuinely he probably is great with FTR and loves FTR, but there are clearly some people like that if he doesn't like you he's going to treat you like shit. He's a bully. He always has been.
1: I'm just so I'm so upset because for years I was like, no 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 no. Like I ignored everything everybody told me about him. I don't know why I woke up 5, 10, 15, 20 years too late, but God damn it. it, it, it It's okay. Me. was there a childhood
0: hero, man. No, it it, here's the
1: thing. And I'll, I'll tell you, and all all honesty aside, like no like joking around the podcast. Like he was in my top three of all time. All you time. weren't alone in that.
0: A lot of people, I thought he was one of the best ever, too. He was incredible. But he's not anymore. And it's just nah. like, and he it's might just, have never been. He might, that's he, the thing. He, he might believes have, his own shit right, so much that right, he believed it. Right. Which that's what you should be doing in wrestling promote yourself. He was he better sold, at it than anyone. He
1: sold a bag of fucking trash, is what he did. He was a I of wouldn't go trash. that far. He wasn't that I'm done. I'm absolutely done with this conversation.
0: You know, it's sad when I wa- I watched all the pressers because I, I love the presser things. I, I watched the WWE ones too, but like when I watched the Jericho one and talk of, like think about like how good that is and you can tell like the genuine from him about building the company and working with younger talent, trying to make a better place. Obviously, a booking I never agree with, but like you can see there that at least with Jericho, like, yeah, there is a history of him actually helping people and you compare that to fucking punk. Like Jericho should enact like punk a lot. Like he should, but he doesn't because he's a fucking professional. As much as I can't stand the fucking guy, he's a professional and his presser comes off as that. Then you watch Punk acting like a fucking child, fucking disrespecting, like shoving shit down his throat, fucking interrupting Tony, fucking making fun of reporters, questioning reporters, fucking bringing up stuff that nobody asked him about. It's like, you're a fucking child. This is all stuff that was planned by you to shit on Colt, to shit on this, because you read the internet stuff because you know everything that you're reading that people are saying about you is fucking true. And that's why you're fighting it. Because if it wasn't true, you know what you do when there's internet rumors? You ignore them because they're not true and they're not worth your time. But when you go out of your way to bring shit up and throw temper tantrums over this shit, that means it's true and then some. You fucking loser. <laughs> All right, let's get on to something else, please. Let's get in the let's
1: let's, let's, let's get the shine. shine! Let's cleanse our palate, motherfuckers. Let's
0: do this. Roar! You know what? That's the I, was, I was. I'm just glad you were wearing shorts. Always in the shine, much like Mandy Rose. It's brought showman rolling on my television again. What a glorious fucking day on Raw. We knew it was coming. It got leaked like a week ago, but the reason why I loved it is we're having a number one contender match for the tag titles, which have been treated so well with four legit tag teams. The Viking Raiders probably should have been a part of this, but you know what? That's why Braun had to break it up. He's like, "How is the team that just fucking destroyed the New Day not a number one contender match?" So Braun's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna beat everyone up." You had Gable out there getting thrown around. You had the fucking uh, he tripped. He Lucha fucking lovers. tripped. He, did he fucking tripped. Ray, get your fucking towel out and wipe the floor for Braun, goddammit. it. Right. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it was honestly that shit adds to it because. It's like, is goofy. He goes so fucking fast and he's so fucking big. That's why he's impressive. But hey, you know what? He still hit Otis and sent him for a fucking right. ride. So everything about this was fun. I love that during the picture in picture, we just got to watch him roar around the ring and all that. So it felt special. And then he said, see you Friday, because he's clearly going to be on the SmackDown brand. But the minute that roar hit Nestlemania, I was smiling ear to ear it's a great thing to bring him back. This motherfucker had 7 million views on YouTube in the first, like, 10 or 12 hours or whatever. It's just, like, it's a no-brainer. The fact that this guy they ever let go, we've talked about it, is insane because he's a fucking draw. Whether you like him or hate him, he's just—there's nothing like him. Like, yeah. Omos, they try to make like him, and Omos is good for what he is, but Braun is one of a kind. Yeah. There's no one who's ever been like Braun.
1: And you can—here's t- uh, the thing, like, all politics and randomness aside— He's a good person. You can tell he's, like, a goofy person and, like, yeah. wants to have a good time. And you can send that out. You can send that out on anything, whether he's talking to kids or he's doing interviews. He's just he's just a good, like, overall. You get a good feeling from him. Yeah. Like, when you're watching, so you either cheer him or you boom, you give him some type of reaction. There's an emotional He's a laid-back back country boy. He may
0: not have the best political beliefs, but he's a laid-back that doesn't, country that, that doesn't boy. Matter, he loves food know? and he loves kids. So. Right, and I think, Goodbye like, he's,
1: he's, he's just... Every time I see him, I just think regardless of whether I'm watching the wrestling or not, like, okay, this is going to be fun. And that's it. Wrestling should be fun. Send me the big ogre and let him just destroy shit. (laughs) And here's the other thing too then this is more of a connection thing. I'm wondering if the flip car and the ambulance in the backstage for the Miz was a red herring for, you know, Loomis, but really that it was an omen for... I thought for- the car
0: was Braun, yeah. Right. I think our boy Burski texted me. He said, I hope we get to see Braun tonight. And it was right after I had just right. seen the car thing. I'm like, well, we saw a flipped over car. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, 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 when I, I, I always laughed because I was sitting there going, I'm like, of course they're saying, like, the name we won't mention, the name we won't mention. And then, of course, like, they have this tag match. The only thing I'm concerned about was do you think it, and I know you're going to you're be biased because you're Braun biased, but do you think it did something terrible to the tag division being like, ah, eh, he'll just disrupt yeah, it? I mean,
0: that Braun has always done that. I think okay. it's one of those things where, like, I don't know if the uh, Usos are getting a little bit of time off here or whatever, but it was one of those things. They can easily do this number one contender match again. They can run it back. It kind of you- came out of nowhere anyways, but, like, yeah, but it's one of those things that's, like, For Braun to look the best, he needs as many bodies as possible to destroy. So coming out after the match, has been going 15 minutes and just hurling guys around, it's fine. It's not going to hurt any of these guys because, like, it's like... It's not like he's going out there throwing around eight Bobby Lashley's. He's throwing around mostly fucking cruiserweights who we all love, but it's like when you come up with a guy like this, it's like this is what you expect to happen. So it doesn't hurt them at all. The tag division is going to be fine. If anything, we just get to keep seeing how deep it is. But I thought this was a great way to bring out Braun because we knew he was coming. We just didn't know when. So at this random point, you got that genuine awesome pop from the crowd because it came unexpectedly.
1: Birdsky says, we, so we believe he slipped in Otis's pool of sweat ringside <laughs> and Gable jumping up to the ring to make it look like it would be better than tripped. Uh, okay. Seemed like a big brain move there from Gable. All right. I'll, you know what? I'll allow that. <laughs> big brain.
0: I mean, I mean, clearly it was a little wet at ringside. You had yeah. eight sweaty men jumping yeah. around, and one of them yeah. was Otis. So
1: <laughs> I don't disagree with that, Bert. That's astute analysis from the birdsky. I would say that much. Uh, moving on. We'll move on to something else. I want to talk about Judgment Day. I want to talk mm. about
0: Hemo Dom. Emo Dom, baby, uh, the slicked back hair got me so good, <laughs> and the fact that he didn't talk and Rio was talking for him, I'm like, oh my god, this is so good because she has him cucked, and it is amazing. I'm waiting for the ball gag. I'm waiting oh for like my. the fucking that literally. Mask. I kind of wanted him to come out crawling yeah. with like chains yeah. and a ball gag. Yeah. yeah, like I just like it's dude and just like when she said, "Ray, I made him a man," I was like, this is exactly what we wanted. Oh, he just needs a little more makeup now and maybe some nipple rings, but we're hell? almost all the way there. Nipple rings. Yeah.
1: Come on, let's keep this a certain way, folks. Let's keep it a certain uh, way. So here's here's where I start the crap on this entire thing, right? So- Here we go. I'm just going to say this. Do you notice how he didn't wear a fucking t-shirt while all the rest of them are wearing a t-shirt?
0: Oh, he had like barely any time to get ready. I think his look's going to evolve a no, little. No, I know, but here's
1: my thought. They were all wearing the shirt. Why wasn't he wearing the shirt? I feel like- and I hope I'm wrong. Let me, let me start off with this. I want to see Emo Dom. I want this to continue. But there is a portion of my brain, guys, that makes me go, is this a fucking play from It edge, could be. No, well it very well could e- be. And, I don't think it is, though. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a play from Edge and Ray to destroy the Judgment Day from within somehow, some way, and turn Rhea at some point.
0: I think it would be a bad decision to do that. I agree. We need Dom needs to be on his own and this is the way to do it because like like I said, he didn't have to say a word last night. He let his mannerisms and other people talk for him and it was effective. That's how you groom this kid to get him to the next level because we know he's still so young and learning on the fly. We've said that since he's been here and he's had daddy holding his hand for years now. It's time for him to let go of daddy's hands, grab on Maria's badonkadonk and let her drag him around the rain. And like, it's just like, and it, it works. The look works. It's going to evolve. The Judgment Day as a foursome is even better. It's just like this. They need to be committed to this. And I really do think they are. Down the line, of course, like whatever. But I think like they need to let this thing evolve naturally because I think it's going to help Dom so much. And that's important.
1: <laughs> Having Ra on your second monitor while watching your OnlyFans is watching. <laughs> Yikes. Getting getting um, pretentious. Doc. Come on and join the, Gen- the knocker live here uh, on YouTube, or Twitter, or Facebook because everybody's having a good time. Uh, look, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I get this feeling like we'll see next week when Edge takes on Dom. We'll see.
0: I'm excited for that weirdly because it's one of those things. that's like Dom, this is your biggest like this is your biggest step up. It's gonna be interesting.
1: I don't know. I, 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 I tend to think that Edge will drag a good match out of him. but uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I
0: mean, Dom can wrestle for the most part. Like, he's pretty good. It's just the the, the character has the thing that yeah. has always needed the work. Okay, that's fine. All right, what else would you like to be the shine-worthy? Uh, main event. Uh, Steel Cage match. I'm putting in my main event, but it's because of the God baby. The Miz is just, like, he is selling this Dexter storyline so well. And, like, whatever. The match kind of went as it was. Whatever. Lashley doing his bump, bump woo, over whatever thing. Um, I thought it was good Champa hitting him with the steel chair throughout the match to keep him in the cage. and But it's just like the ending of this was perfect. You have Miz climbing over, and you see it, and you have a feeling something's coming. But the way they shot it, the Miz stops. As he's looking down, just stops. The camera zooms in on his face. And then you immediately get the wide shot from above of Loomis half out of the ring staring at him. Mwah. That is production value that deserves fucking five flames because it sold that moment so perfectly. The Miz's facials sold that moment so perfectly. And then Dexter does what Dexter does. Be a fucking creep. He got in the rain, he choked out Miz. And then after the air, when the cage went up, he threw him over his shoulder and took him out. Shit's good, man. This shit is really good.
1: I was just surprised. So I was hoping more that he'd come out from the canvas to like Kane and then pull him down and then that would be the I thought this was better. But this was this was creepy too because like I noticed that they were trying with crane shots during the whole night doing different things and like trying different things. And that was again another feather in the cap for Triple H. Trying out different things. Reduction right.
0: making... value on a match that is so hard to yeah. look good.
1: Yeah. And also, on top of that, like we talked about a lot of like a picture in picture breaks and stuff like that in the, in the television business, which is, you know, it's negotiable, right? Like, because some commercial people, some ads, they don't want to see, you know, half of a commercial in with half of wrestling. Yeah. People get pissed off with that. A lot of people don't know that. They want full screen ads because you're not getting, you know, people looking at the they eyeballs. They want the full attention but, on yeah, you. Yeah. They want the full eyeball. So the fact that Triple H kept going back to that to me, especially when like they had in between breaks. Or, like, they let Braun just walk to the back with a pitcher in pitcher. I thought it was super telling for me because those are the things that make things feel like you're watching a quicker show. And, and it, it's important. And they're trying things different from a different, like, just a different point of view. So I really enjoyed it.
0: Uh, the only other thing I have on Raw that I thought was really good was Theory and KO. This was a good back and forth. We see Theory continue to ascend on the mic. Then obviously we had a match, which I thought was exciting. These are two of the best to, uh, doing it right now. Um, KO got the win, which has uh, been a staple of since Triple H has taken over, is KO does nothing but win. But it's just like it's one of those things. They're just laying the groundwork with Theory that when and if they do pull the trigger on him as champion, the entire locker room is going to be lined up against him. And we talk about that all the time with Money in the Bank. So I thought this, this was just fun. It took a big chunk of that show, but I thought it was all good. I mean, it, it, the one thing I was
1: kind of concerned with was that he kept flubbing things. and But,
0: but he, he ran but, with it.
1: But he ran with it, right? And he yeah. did the jaw thing, and he kept calling back to it. So, again, young kid, knew exactly what to do, got flustered by his own promo, not necessarily the crowd, spun it around and kept going and charging forward. So props to him for doing that because it's, it's difficult. It's difficult when you have 16,000 people yelling at you to think about your thoughts and communicate to people. And then, of course, you know, KO being KO was like it's the name of the show, you know, stuff like that, like doing what he does best being whatever. But I was excited to see that. I'm happy KO is continuously, you know, winning. I don't think he's gonna lose very much until Sammy and uh, Sammy and him probably beat the
0: He's eating a Superman punch in one of these next few events.
1: I ate I think I ate some bad eggs and breakfast because Nestle's making sense. You know what? There's nothing wrong with me saying things, all right? I usually it. there is, but no. You've been—I mean—you followed my lead a
0: lot today, so you've been doing good.
1: I have my own independent thought. I have my <laughs> that's own the problem. Thought. That's the problem. No, you want to talk about being on Nestle Island? I'm usually on Nestle Island. It's just so oh. it, hey, hey, a broken clock is right at least twice a day, folks. So can I? So can I? So yeah,
0: that's a that's a low percentage though. You should aim higher. But speaking of Nestlemania, let's get to your favorite part of the program—the heat. Let's hit some damage control.
1: Oh, damage control can fucking just go away. I am so done oh, with that wow. promo. I fucking... They... they- when I watched them talk, I immediately muted or fast forward. Can't deal with it. I tried. Every time I listen to their promo, I go, This leads to nothing. It's like she paraded out there going, When I'm ready, I'm coming for you.
0: Well, fuck you. It was you. Labor Day. No fuck one wants you. to work on Labor fuck, Day. No,
1: don't be it. Don't do that. Don't do that. She said it. It was pretty no, funny. No, I know. It was funny, but it was just like she laughs at her own jokes. I do that. Nobody laughs at my jokes either. It's fine. Because you're not funny. Neither is she. That's okay. It she's is funnier funny. than you. No, she's not. She's met not. Not. before. Ding dong oh, hello. no, 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 no. I'm just going to say, Anyway, look, I don't like damage control. I don't. I think the damage control in the ring, great. Promo-wise, not so much. Get it off my TV. I I just, they don't do anything. It's like Dakota's trying, and then you got EO doing whatever EO does, and that's fine, and Bailey's just trying to, like, decide, Bailey. Are you a yuck-yuck clown, or are you fucking serious? Like, pick a fucking lane. That's what I want. Just pick one. Don't dip back and forth so much. That's what I... I, And she didn't... Nothing in that promo made any sense. No, Sorry.
0: And did it do anything at all. I'm sorry. I'm just flustered with it because it pissed me off so much. And honestly, it was the worst part of the show to me. I've kind of felt this all along. Like, I really like all three of these women. They're like three of the most talented women. Two of them have been two that I've been waiting for to be called up for years because I think they're so underrated. And I think they're going to be great. But the group for me, like, really hasn't hit on all cylinders. So I do agree with you on that. Like, there does... It feels like they're not all the way there. I felt like this the whole time. Like, I've kind of said, like, it's just, like, their promos aren't the best. There's something missing. I don't I don't think it's a person. I just think that it's, like, I don't know. But I get why people love it, because we love all three of these women individually. So, of course, if you're going to pop for them, they'll get an opportunity. But, yeah, it's not. in a show that is so good right now in Raw, they're definitely a weak point. They are the weakest point. I wouldn't go that far, but.
1: All right, you want to get into some quick heats real quick, or do you got uh... Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we're going to go over to SmackDown because we didn't really talk about SmackDown. I didn't really mind the Viking fight. I thought the stage was cool. That was a really big thing. But then, like, again, they just fucking didn't care because, on you know, they weren't in, in the, uh, the fatal four-way that Braun broke up, so it is what it is. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Karrion Cross. He beat Drew Gulak in a jobber alert. It is what it is. Uh, you know, it's a thing. It's he a needed thing. a first win. Gulak's the perfect guy. Gabo Gulak and W. Gobble Gulak. Uh, we th- we didn't talk about this, but uh, it's not necessarily heat worthy. I just don't like uh, Adam Pierce. But Adam Pierce got a hell of a promo on Ronda. Dude,
0: that was a really good segment. I, I honestly I don't have anything written down from SmackDown, right. but that was amazing. But I
1: I will say this much: I don't want to see Pierce versus Ronda. That would be I great. think it's
0: just gonna be one of those things where she's gonna beat him up and probably cost him his job. I hope so because if we're getting like that's not the intergender match I want. No, but I think it's just what they're doing. I think why it works so effective is because Ronda against management is perfect because she's like, uh, she's as for like a female, she's as close you're going to get to a stone cold type you're going to get. She's a fucking badass. So by putting her against management when she's not fighting for the title is perfect because it makes her still hot as ever and it allows the champion to do her own thing to kind of build it up before Ronda comes back and takes it away. So I think what this could lead to is maybe uh, Adam, like maybe when is about to get her opportunity, maybe Adam Pearce struts out Charlotte Flair and that or something like that so I do I do like what they're building here it's compelling and Adam Pierce is really good you like to shit on him but he is an incredible on screen no, character no, no. he so, does he
1: does what needs to be done yeah and again this isn't in the heat necessarily Joe this is more of a like we I, forgot I honestly, about it I forgot about forgot Smackdown Generals so. no 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 I just, <laughs> he just didn't write Smackdown down but I I, I just I, I'm I'm hoping my heat would be that please don't make that an Intergender match that'd be my thing but anyway moving on we got Hit Row versus MMM uh, it was a thing it wasn't a squash thank God and then the four tag teams brawl, it was whatever. It just didn't do anything for me. Nakamura squashes your boy Happy. and But life. Happy got in a limo. That's the story. Yes. So I was hoping it was Cameron Grimes. Clearly I'm wrong. It's a, it's a flying Uso. Do, 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 do. Now, I'd be curious do. to see if he invests his money like JBL and does something different. That'd be kind of cool.
0: It's a pairing that makes sense. I've never been the biggest JBL guy, but like his heel run as champion is one of the best ever. And Corbin's that type of guy that I think to get Corbin back to the next level and we're looking at him as a champion is like to take the JBL route. Like that's how to do it. I don't disagree. I think he can do, he was a better, he's a
1: better wrestler than JBL. Oh, 100%. i not even close. I don't know but if he's, but I, here's the thing I don't it's know. It's crowded if he's, at the top. So everyone's going to have something extra. This right. could be his extra. And I agree. I having the extra. The problem is, is I'm hoping. What I don't like about JBL is I don't know if JBL would be good enough to take a backseat to a Corbin who needs somebody,
0: he but. He will. I don't know. I, I think JBL, like he just, uh, what, the way they've used him recently, like they use him pretty sparingly, which is good because he's annoying as fuck. But like he he's always someone that has understood the business and you know, he loves a guy like Corbin. So he'll go out of his way to do what he can to help the kid. I'm hoping
1: this is a good tactic because I'm not a huge fan of this at all. I, I just yeah. – I, I, I get the well, money invested. That's thing. That's a good sign for it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm wrong about everything, right? So it is what it is. <laughs> uh, and, of course, we the celebration drew kills everybody. It is what it is. It, whatever. On Raw specifically, let's go over what we missed here. Um, well, Raquel and Elia had a match against Nikki and Dewdrop. Almost a job alert. Nobody cares because it's a thing. God damn it, it's a thing. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we did not talk about um, – you know, Riddle
0: and uh, Rollins getting another match, but... And that was expected. It's going to be some sort of gimmick match, which is fine. I mean, this Seth's not going for... I don't even think Roman's at Extreme Rules yet. So even if Seth is the next challenger for him, it can't happen at the next pay-per-view. So this being like an Extreme Rules match would make a lot of sense. Okay.
1: It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is, folks. I think I'm going to leave it there. We're going to get hopeful.
0: Glorious, You're my only hope. I'm going back to AW. I'm going to make this short and sweet in WrestleMania. All this bullshit, whether you believe it's a work or not, or if it's half work, half whatever... They gotta lean into it. Cause clearly this is what people are like like fucking eating up. And you know what, MJF? When you come out on Wednesday and cut your fucking scathing promo against punk, bring fucking Colt Cabana with you. Fucking middle finger to punk. Put him in the ring. Let him smile at that fucking old carcass the whole time. Just like. Just let it happen, man. Go all in on this fucking bullshit because even if it is real, who cares? That motherfucker who's the champion, even though he's a piece of shit, I'm pretty sure he's professional enough to at least go along with it. He'll shit on you whenever he can, but you know what? If they didn't even tell him and MJF just fucking brings out Colt Cabana... I mean, MJF's going to get cheered anyways. I mean, Jericho pretty much said in his presser. He's like, whether you like it, Tony, or he likes it or not, MJF is the baby face in this, and he is going to be over like fucking Rover. He can he just, he just can still do whatever he wants. He's the fucking babyface in the feud with Punk. And after all this bullshit, it's even more so. So bring out Cole Cabana, Cabana with him. He doesn't even have to talk. He has to stand there. That's my hope. Pretty simple. Leave the bullshit. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true.
1: I have to say, I would love the idea of uh, Cole Cabana coming out with MJF and saying, great. Jews hate CM Punk." <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. That would be like really that's good. a great shirt. The Jews hate CM Punk. I would love that. I lo- I would love it. I think that would be top notch selling stuff. Selling that would be stuff. good. My hope here is very, 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 very ridiculous. So, Tyson Fury. Uh, interjected himself at uh, castle a bunch, and I have a tendency to think that he's going to have a match very soon. I would assume in October, maybe perhaps.
0: Ooh, I don't know. He has a boxing match soon, so. Well, whatever the longer.
1: boxing, maybe it's November, maybe it's February, whatever. He's going to be doing something in Saudi Arabia at some point. We probably will get that crown jewel. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever that is. So I thought October, but that's fine. You, anyway. you might be right. You might be right. So I was thinking, here we go. Right. I am. I am sitting here thinking. We had a face-off with the Tribal Chief. We had a face-off with Drew McIntyre. Are we going to have a match here? My thought is, if you're going to try to sell it out, and Mac can't do anything anymore, you have McIntyre versus, you know, you have Fury beat him. You have, you have Fury beat McIntyre. I know that's not, not a not popular decision here, but Fury is going to have more eyeballs on Drew McIntyre. I, I Personally, I would love to see Fury versus Roman Reigns, but at this point... Fury can't take a, a, you know, a, a loss. So. That'd be a good
0: notch on the belt but for Roman. But it would
1: be a great notch for Roman. That's yeah. why I think that McIntyre versus Fury makes a lot of sense here because he could then turn around and then go do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, Braun's back. We've already seen that matchup. It's kind of ridiculous. But my hope here is Tyson Fury turning a super heel and somehow just beating the piss out of the Mac because, again, after Mac losing... Now what? What do you do, right? You have to rebuild him or reestablish him and get him momentum back. I think have, beating him down with Fury not only gets more eyeballs on McIntyre, but also when you lose, there's there's something that you connect to, right? Like people will connect to you like, oh, this motherfucker keeps losing. I want him to win. I want him He's to win. He's too big, though. That's problem but, the problem But I think is is having somebody bigger than him, or uh, I think they're almost the same size, maybe a little bit bigger, having Fury's Fury... Bigger. Beat him and legitimately beat him with a knockout punch. I'm okay with. I'm okay with, and I think Drew could do business in a good way with him. Honestly, I really do.
0: And that's. I I, mean, I, think that, I think that's a good match. I think the only problem with it being so soon, I would honestly, if you could do McIntyre Fury at WrestleMania, I think that works, especially because we don't expect McIntyre in the world title picture because TikTok for McIntyre right now, and I don't think McIntyre can beat Cross if they're building Cross the way we think they are. So that'd be a couple quick out. That'd be a couple quick outs for Drew, but he's well, gonna you know, lose, we'll see. He's going to lose to Cross. He's gonna lose. I think, a, I think it's a good WrestleMania feud, honestly. McIntyre Fury, like that's a fucking that's a, that's a poster. That's a poster. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a headline. And
1: honestly, you know, the only thing I could think of that would make absolutely no goddamn sense, but it would be you plug him into. Is Fury going to take on a Sami Zayn, a KO, a Miz? But that doesn't that doesn't do it. And he's already faced Braun. Right. You so. need a big dude. You need a big yeah. dude to go up against Fury. And Mac is the only one that I can
0: think of especially after fit. what they did on the pay-per-view. So that that'd be my thought there. That's my hope. Yeah. That's a good fit. Don't call it a comeback for WrestleMania. It's time to acknowledge the measuring stick, the greatest NXT Women's Champion of all time, the unifier of belts, Mandy freaking Rose baby. She won the triple threat. She bit Mako and the other girl in a match that we've never kind of seen Mandy work like that before a much more like British style technical match. I loved it. It was great. Um, I thought that entire show was great. We're gonna talk about that soon, but I just really thought Mandy deserves her comeuppance because she has been so good as a champion. She's even kind of made you like acknowledge her a little bit but now like this is like, I think the pinnacle of her reign. I think at some point we know she's gonna have to lose and toxic will be up on the main roster doing their things. But this is just an example of someone who was just kind of like couldn't break through that ceiling, but she always had the potential to willing to step down, so to speak, step down to kind of like revitalize herself and work on stuff and elevate herself bigger than she was before. I think it's a great example for the rest of the roster. I think she's done a great job down there. And her reign's been really fun. And her list is getting just as long as Roman's. And she defends that thing a lot more than he does. So Mandy Rose, you absolute fucking stud. Miss always in the shine, the measuring stick, you get my comeback.
1: I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that you did it like you gave it. You, you had to wait this long to give it to her, but you gave it to her in the comeback.
0: Good job. Hey, I wore the shirt. You saw it. You saw it immediately. I'm wearing
1: so. the Jabberknocker uh, NWO shirt. Uh, make sure you pick that up at www.tpublic.com slash Jabberknocker. Make sure you support the, uh, the gang here. He acknowledged her. That's right, Doc. He acknowledged her. Uh, but getting back to my comeback, I'm going to give it to. Hold on. This is only for visual, so make sure you go check out the clip. Yes, boy. I with Lash like, Legends. Oh stop. Don't bury the fucking lead. <laughs> Let's not talk about her. Anyway. <laughs> hey, yes, their entrance looked great with her. I'm sure. She, yeah, great. She but, fits in with them. She does. But here's the other thing, folks. I love them. I think they're a tailor-made tag team forever. I love them. Just the package, the whole thing of like just the wigglies and like the, the crop top with the abs. It's just it's so ridiculous. I love it. I'm, I laughed hysterically that Briggs and Jensen got out within like five minutes. I dead. love the fact See ya. Gallus. I thought we were gonna pick up the entire thing. Didn't happen. And then of course we ended with what, which I thought was great, with uh, Kemp going out there and just destroying the uh, the, the up whitey t- yeah, tag yeah. team. And uh, I'm so excited that the because now the chase begins again. Like okay, great. Like we can we can do it. But again, it was a European tag team. It was an NXT tag team. It made sense. We're there. It's great. The picture of them in bed with bow stacks of titles, eating yeah. room service, fan-fucking-tastic. They get it. Um, so I'm excited. Probably one of the only reasons I watch NXT a lot of the time is for Pretty Deadly. I mean, there's the Von Wagon, Carmelo, and, and Pretty Deadly. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I got my favorites. In that women's division. Yeah, well, there's a lot of women to name, but I can't talk about that
0: right now. It is what it is. Yeah, no, I I thought NXT as a whole, we might as well just finish it off here. I thought this was a really fun show. You mentioned Don Mello, him and Ricochet. If I were ranking matches from the weekend... Gunther Seamus, Acclaim, swerve in our glory, mellow ricochet. Those are my top three. I love that it's one from each show, didn't plan it that way, but that thing was an absolute banner. It had his moments we expected it to be. It was Katana and Caden won just cause Toxic beat up Dewdrop and Nikki, whatever. I do love them though. So I'm happy for my uh, I just little...
1: love. I just love when they like Katana does her little dance. It's just like, yeah.
0: what are you doing? What are you doing? They're so awkwardly adorable. I love it. It's like
1: watching like two Elaines from Seinfeld dancing. It makes no sense. They're just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't really dance like that. I was saying that
0: that's how they dance, but I can dance really well. I can cut a rug.
1: So look, uh, what else we got? Uh, got The the
0: main event. The main event. I thought this was bronze. Probably his best match uh, ever. And I think obviously, yes, you can credit some of that to Tyler Bate. But um, this match was one of the few lawn bronze matches that had me for the most part. But man, those last four to five minutes. His power and bait speed and power, like what a fucking mix it was. Like this was a fucking beater. Sorry, I just like when he does the ha ha whack, yeah. the boom
1: bop. I love it. I love it. It's great. I just I want to. So I didn't watch it live. I, I you know on the recommendation of you guys, I went back and watched it because I just didn't have time. Uh, so I watched the whole of NXT uh, Worlds Collide. I thought you can barely hear it in the microphone when it happens, but at the end. They share a moment together afterwards, yeah. Braun Breaker and uh, and Tyler Bate. And just listening to what they said, go back and listen to it. I'm not gonna say it verbatim. But watching the respect that Braun Breaker has for people is just a fresh air kind of feeling. Like I I like that knowing like, okay, this dude's built to last. This builds he builds the respect. He beats people, but he still like he does the right thing. You don't have to like him. He's not for me, but he's a good dude. You know he's the I mean? future of the company. He's he's good is. Whether you like him or not, he's he, is, good he's, he is. He's yeah. just a good, you can tell that's the kind of guy you want representing your company. And, and honestly, I want nothing for the best from him. I'm not going to cheer for him. I'm not going to boo him. I'm just going to be like, keep
0: doing your thing, man. You're doing a great job, you know? All right, we got to go rapid fire here through the big old finish because I got to leave for work in like 10 minutes. So okay, uh, on Raw next week, we have Raquel and Aaliyah defending against Kai and Sky. We have Johnny Gargano's in-ring debut and we have Dominic versus Edge. And on SmackDown, the only thing that I know is that Braun will be there. Okay, well, uh, I don't care about the women's tag titles because uh, I don't think they're going to lose them this early. I would think not anyway. But. I'm intrigued. I, I kind of enjoy the Raquel-Leah pairing. I really do. This is yeah, something about when you get like big and small, it's always intriguing to me. I just, enjoy it. It just seems like
1: it's really like 95% of, you know, Ria. I mean, not Rhea, uh, Raquel doing all and the And that's work. what it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand that. I understand yeah. that. But after a while, it's like, how long can we do this for, you know? But Yeah, it's fine. If only Nestle showed up on time. Listen, listen, I I cannot believe Joe, I am gonna revoke your card. I'm going to revoke
0: the cousin hey, card on you, Mud. But Joe Stopper doesn't like what you had to say about CM. Punk. No, he probably did. He does. Uh, I don't, honestly, Joe's I don't on my shit list. I don't even know if there's anything booked for AEW this week. I know NXT has some matches, but I didn't write. Them I know down, it says, a, I know it said that uh, a, you know MJF speaks. Yes, which so. I mean, that we already know what's coming there. Like that'll probably kick off the show, but it's just like I'm assuming it's all fallout. So I mean, you have to think it's all fallout, but it is yeah. what it is. Anything on NXT? Uh, I think the mathematician's facing uh, the somebody mathematician. and then Wesley's getting fed to J.D. That's all I've seen. J.D. McDonough. Love
1: him. You, Sunny, Silly Bunny. Oh, before we go, make sure you check out, uh, you know, was it Daniel Garcia taking on Who the Fuck Cares? Uh, we uh, really, you run for the whole time, so.
0: Yeah, don't I give know. a fuck about that match.
1: There's a lot not necessarily on the happening uh, this week in wrestling television. Anyway, Josh needs to go to work. Who the fuck is Josh? Who? Who? Oh, uh, we're going to say uh, good night, good luck, and uh, we'll be back next week with more or Knockery.